Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of The Bullpen Cart, presented by ThunderBlogSports.com. Matty D is back. We recap the third week of the Major League Baseball season. The hot and cold teams, the top players, some stadium snacks, bleacher creatures, a little beer corner for you. We also do a little Phillies talk before jumping over to some hockey talk. That is right. The NHL playoffs are in full swing. Matt and I talk about our Flyers and the rest of the first round matchups in the NHL. Our surprises and predictions going forward. Definitely don't want to miss that. But as always, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Find us on iTunes. The bullpen cart is what you need to search. Thunder BLG is where you want to follow us on Twitter. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram, just like our website, thunderblogsports.com. That's where you can find all of our blog posts. But enjoy this week's episode. Let us know what you think in the comments. Thanks again. And we are live. Welcome to this week's edition of the Bullpen Cart. I, of course, am the G-Man. Returning to glory is my man, Matty D. What's up, buddy? Well, I was told it wouldn't snow anymore but then it did snow this afternoon other than that though like, i am doing suburbs did yeah a little, little there was a little bit of snow shower this very okay. very minimal but you know what it doesn't matter i still saw the snow it was not, yeah, pleased. not good. very very unpleased very yeah. unpleased yeah so, our taxes um, are due and there's snow coming down that's that's it, not a good mix exactly tax season is over though so yeah, i you your, definitely uh, take that Get your little uh, sheer champ- champagne toast i actually today. was i was out doing something else i wasn't able to make it but i was oh, pretty okay big deal that, so Ooh. Pretty happy with that. I was fine with not being there. Trust me. That's okay. That's all right. The ooh, if you hear me cheering, I have uh, the Winnipeg-Minnesota game on. There are about five minutes left in the first, but we'll get to a little NHL at the very tail end of this. Uh, But we do have our normal business that we got to cover. Week three of Major League Baseball in the books. Matt, we haven't talked to you in the last couple weeks, so we've uh, had a little turnaround. But what's been your thoughts since we last spoke? Well, I think we're seeing some settling down, you know, of some yep. of the best players. You know, they kind of overreact in early in the season. But I mean, I still think there's, a, there's, I mean, the standings look nothing like they're going to look, but there are definitely some teams that we'll talk about that have started to show their, their true colors. Most of the teams we expected to at least be good, you know, have been, um, have been good. Uh, yeah. I guess the best way I can put it. Um, there's a few teams that need to work the kinks out, and I don't want to take any thunder. Um, but I, I think overall, when you look at the top of divisions, for the most part, you are seeing teams that you expected to be that be there. I said for the most part because there's a couple no. divisions that have some shockers. Um, but been pretty impressed. Um, some good stuff. I, I think they've stayed relevant. Major League Baseball has mm-hmm. with a lot of the playoffs going on. And you know what? I hate to say it, but some of the fights, in particular, the renewed grudge between uh, the Red Sox and the Yankees definitely played a factor in kind of keeping them people paying attention to, yeah. uh, to what's going on. Yeah. So uh, that's really good. Exciting. Point. That's a really good point. Cause Greg's mentioned it a number of times here and he would want me to make sure that I pointed out that he said it. Cause he and I've been talking about it all week. Baseball's just so much better when the Yankees and the Red Sox are both good and they both hate each other. And it's nice that really, None of these guys, except for maybe Brett Gardner, were around when both teams were last really good. Brett Gardner, I think, like was just coming up. I'm not even sure if he was really up there. But it's nice, I mean, to have this kind of rivalry rivalry renewed. Um, and obviously, you have the other ones. You have Nolan, Nolan Arenado, 
you know, just doing some acrobatics with dodging gloves and shit. But uh, I want to touch on a point that you made of baseball staying relevant because there were reports of kind of tying it all together with the snow and everything of all the attendance being down. All the reports I read though, just reported cities where there was cold weather. And Emily and I talked about this a little bit last week, but I want to get your thoughts on it because I think baseball's done a pretty good job of it. And obviously if there's snow around, there's games getting delayed left and right. You know, there's crazy shit going around in Toronto yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's got to be the reason, right? It's not baseball has a long-term problem. I think that's a little bit of a, of a hot take. No, it's just kind of a fluke right now, you know, yeah. but that being I said, a cold take. well, <laughs> that's true. No. No. I, I will say though, Anthony Rizzo came out and said, I'd take a pay cut to play fewer, fewer games. Um, you know, no. we're, we're, we're playing too much baseball. No. Um, I think that's a, across the board, except except for maybe in football. All the other three major sports, I think, across the board would agree with that. Right, right. It's and the owners that don't want to reduce it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how to do it, but the problem is, you're, you know, you're playing in the cold, and that's difficult, in particular for guys who maybe didn't get full spring training. You know, they're not as loose as they should be. Or the thing is, you do spring training down south. You come up to, you know, Chicago, or you come up to New York, Philadelphia, Boston, you know, Seattle, not really, but yeah. to an extent. And and it's cold. It's freezing cold. So, um, no, I agree with that. that you don't, because you don't want guys getting injured because of that. Exactly. I think that's my big concern is, you know, we don't want anybody getting dinged up. Well, there's all the injuries left and right, but you brought up a really good point. Starting in the South, intern Jerry and I talked about this when we went to Philly's opening day. You know, I think they do need to start, like, keep it in Miami, keep it in fucking Atlanta. Texas, both Houston and the Rangers, LA, like all these warm weather teams, domes. So Minnesota count. Oh no, Minnesota's outdoors now. Um, you know, the dome teams though, like keep it there. And then once the weather starts to turn, obviously April's such a fucking crapshoot, no matter which way you look at it, um, of where the weather's going to be that you can't predict it, but to kind of just load the deck a little bit, because the Phillies are playing their second, their second road series in Atlanta right now. So why not have them go Atlanta, Miami, then throw in another something else? Or I don't want to do what college baseball does a play at your spring training facilities and count those right. as home games. But there's there has to be some way they can fix this. Yeah, I, I it just I think it's yeah I I don't know. Um, I like your idea. Maybe maybe do um, maybe start the season doing a few more. Um, showcase games like in different countries. Uh, I know yeah. there's a big, you know, I know Puerto Rico's doing something. Now that's obviously special this year, as it should be. Yeah. Um, well, along they missed those it last year. Say again? They missed it. Was it last year or two years ago? Where, oh, no, it was two years ago because it was Zika. Right, right. Playing. No, they could even do, that's actually a really good idea. Like, because the NHL did this for a while where they played, they actually played extra games more than 82, where they had like bonus games that were neutral site that were like in cities that they were thinking about expanding to. And I think a couple mm-hmm. of them worked out, but I think could even try that kind of stuff. Obviously you don't want to sac- this all comes back to the owners not want to sacrifice revenue, but I guess with shared revenue, it, it might work. I don't know. I need to know a little more about the, the baseball business. Yeah. 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 No, I get yeah. that. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, let's jump into the hot teams. Let's, oh, go ahead. You know, um, get get off this cold shit. I'm looking forward to the weekend because it's going to finally be warm here in Philadelphia or semi-warm like it was last weekend. But hot teams, we'll start. You want to start in the AL? Sure. All right, we'll start in the AL. My hot team, I'm going to go with the chalk, Matt. I'm going to go with the Boston Red Sox. 
Okay. Had a great week, one of the better, because I think I know who yours is. <laughs> but one of the better weeks in baseball, especially in the American League, 13 and two to start the season, have won nine of their last 10. And a lot of this has been without Mookie Betts, has not has been without Xander Bogarts. And they continuously are putting up the numbers. You know, they have 89 runs scored, a run differential of 42. So that's 47 runs allowed. That is one of the best in the American League behind only Minnesota a surprising start with a pretty good pitching staff in Cleveland and that's what you expect out of the Cleveland Indians with the pitching staff they got so I mean that that offense we've been you know touting it and it was kind of a well they put up or shut up to start the season and they're, they're certainly putting up uh to uh to come out of the gates right well I would say this about them and obviously they've been fantastic but they're it hasn't necessarily been power offense. I mean, Hanley yeah. Ramirez leads the team with only three home runs. A couple of their guys have two. Um, J.D. Martinez also has three. So I wouldn't say it's been a power surge comparatively. It's just been it's just been really good hitters. Um, mm-hmm. Betts, Bogarts, Ramirez batting over 300. Um, a lot of other guys hanging in that high 200 area. And Jackie Bradley Jr. really hasn't gotten going. So I think overall it's pretty impressive. They're doing it unlike their – arch rivals down south, uh, they are doing it more so with just getting on base and hitting. But I, mm-hmm. I also think I'd add to that that the pitching staff has been pretty darn good to start as well, obviously yeah. led by Chris Sale, who's fantastic, and a resurgent David Price to an extent. Yeah, to an extent of, of he started the year well. Last year he had a right. good end, but the start was abysmal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, um, no, don't forget, but- Craig, Craig, Craig Kimball's there. He's, he's a helpful player. Oh, yeah. was, uh, a closer, so probably and Porcello jumping back to uh, right. What you wanted to hopefully see couple, yeah, you know, after the Cy Young from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Greg's got to be pretty happy. You know? I would be pretty happy. They they took over a lot of power rankings, number one team in baseball. Oh. So um, you know they they've definitely come out hot. But I think you could probably guess my hot team and the team that I had been pretty hot. I mean, and it's the team they're playing this week. I know it. It's going to be the Los Angeles and of Anaheim Angels of Anaheim. There you um, go. They're they've won seven in a row. Uh, they are uh, nine and one they're, in that ten, the ten game span. Thirteen and three overall. They have a run differential of plus forty eight, which I believe, if I'm correct, is tops in baseball. So uh, yes, yes, okay. So they are dominating. Yeah. Obviously, uh, I think Mike Trout's doing Mike Trout things. Six home run, thirteen RBIs. On base percentage over 377. His average is maybe a little down um, to 266, but it's early in the year. Uh, he has been dynamite as expected. And I'm going to, obviously, we're going to get to the guy who clearly is just, I don't even know. He's going rampant. He's rampaging right now, but they've got a lot of other players that we talked about offensively uh, uh, Upton, Pujols, Cozart, you know, Calhoun. So, They've had some guys step up. Well, Calhoun hasn't really started strong, but they've had some guys step up, um, and they look like the real deal, I would argue, early on. Yes. I, I would think so, too. I mean, just kind of building off your point on Mike Trout, I mean, he, he might strike out a little more than, than you have seen normally from him. He uh, he struck out 14 times in, in 16 games, but he's stealing bases. He's getting on by walks. He's walked 11 times. His on-base percentage is almost 400, which is absurd uh, considering that he's batting 266. Slugging percentage is almost 600. Um, you know, he, and he's hit those six home runs. I mean, the most impressive has been through the triple 
or through the through the snow, excuse me. I was looking at the three P on on the uh, Yahoo here. Uh, the one that I think you were you were getting at is Otani and this the season he's been wow. putting together so far. I mean, what what are we seeing here, Matt? We talked about him a little bit last week. He was our rookie of the week, uh, both the pitcher and the batter. But Matt, let's let's get your thoughts on this guy. I mean, I tell you, I I actually we talked about him, and he obviously had a good week. I didn't think he'd actually continue to have the success. Now, it's early in the season that he's going to have a big test because the game got postponed against the Royals, so he's going to pitch now against the Red Sox. Yep. So you go from a dismal lineup to a elite lineup. Yep. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, that's a big moment for him. But, I mean, I think overall I don't think he needs to – he just needs to keep doing what he's doing. He's got all the power in the world. I watched him hit his first – actually watched live his first career home run, and that thing was a absolute blast. Um, bullet. Yeah, I know. The only key is don't overuse him. Yeah. So I, I, be careful. Um, don't overuse him. I'm very concerned. I mean, I, I have concerns just because he hasn't necessarily played the full amount. But I mean, he's been incredible. He's been amazing to watch. He ha- he's like must see TV when he's on. Tip of the cap to him. Yes. No, but that's a great choice for your hot team. I mean, Garrett Richards has been coming out being that guy that they've wanted from him for so long. Uh, he's, you know. Uh, he's 2-0. He's got a number of strikeouts, 24 of them on the season over 20 innings. So, I mean, the Angels, I think you're right. I, I like them a lot, and I think they could uh, you know, really make some some serious damage through a uh, kind of a, a down start on the er, – down, relatively speaking, on the AL West, mainly just because Houston's been – I don't, I don't want to steal anybody's thunder here, but Houston's been so cold recently, so it's been kind of a wonky start for the division. Yeah, um, I would agree. But well, Houston, they're ten and seven, but their run differential is seventeen. Yeah, that, that's what so, I'm kind of getting at. Right. I mean, it's not like they've it's not like they've been miserable. This is early, you know. It's early in the season. They're they're going to bounce around a little bit. I think they're still pretty locked in in the division. Um, yeah. Mariners, we talked about them, kind of boomer bust year in our yep. preview for them, and they're booming at the moment. It's early. They're the run differential only plus one, which definitely is a concern. Yeah. Um, but like I said, definitely way too early in the season to. Yeah, yeah, nothing's nothing set in stone yet. I mean, right. the Oakland A's have are minus four on their run differential and have scored more runs than both the Astros and the Mariners, but have let up <laughs> 35 more runs than, than Houston. That's why I was kind of getting out of this wonkiness. Right. It's right. very weird how it's all been, been coming out. Yeah, and that's normally what happens. Your teams get lucky. A couple of relievers get blown up here or there early. They start to kind of pull their lineups out. Um so, but now there are some teams that we thought would be bad and are continuing to be terrible. So I'll jump right over. Who is your cold team in the AL? Yeah, so it's um, you know, not really that hard to pick one. There's some teams that are at the bottom of the basement. The one I'm going to pick is the Chicago White Sox. Okay. Uh, mainly just for the fact that they, you know, have had an interesting start to the season. They uh, have been one of those teams affected by the cold, like we talked about. Their four and nine run differential of minus twenty-two, uh, only scored forty-nine runs. And we talked about how they have a little bit of a little bit of pop on their step, but their pitching staff really is what we thought it was going to be. It's nearly last an earned run average of nearly five, and their WHIP is point is one point five two, which means they let on average a. a base runner and a half on an inning. Um, mm-hmm. There isn't really a ton that you can 
really hold your hat on high, except for the fact that Jose Abreu does have that power that you thought he was going to see. Matt Davidson's come on strong, five homers, 10 ribbies. Um, but really outside of that, I mean, Tim Anderson, three homers and batting 250, and that's third best on your team. Uh, Jose Abreu's average, not really that high. Um, maybe Reynaldo Lopez with 21 strikeouts, but you know, I'm really tar- starting to stretch here. No, of course they've had an awful start. Um, very unimpressed. Uh, we both kind of thought, Hey, maybe they'd have a little bit, uh, you know, to come on here. Yeah. Not really. And I'm going to just go ahead. I'm going to stay in the same division and I'm going to go with the Kansas city Royals. They're kind of easy. Um, yeah. three and 11 worst record in the AL worst record Well, set tied for least wins across the league. Um, they've been awful. Negative twenty-eight run differential. Um, lost six in a row. Kind of, we kind of just thought this could happen. Um, they just don't have a lot going on for them. Mustakas actually isn't Last having a bad runs. start. Yeah, Mustakas actually isn't. Mike Mustakas actually isn't having a bad start to the year. Leads them in pretty much every offensive category: batting average, home runs, RBIs, on-base percentage. Um, Lucas Duda is having an okay start. Other than those two, I mean, it's it's dismal. Um, yeah. really, really poor altogether. Uh, the pitching has not been good. Danny Duffy, who I was pretty high on, struggling early. I, I just, yeah, it's not a, it's not a strong start for them whatsoever. No, um, no, no. And they no, kind of no, look no. like they're going to do what we thought they were going to do, and that's kind of nothing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not, not really much Jorge right. would say there. I mean, like even Jorge Soler, they were really excited about getting. He uh, he's stunk to start the year. He's batting two sixteen, uh, twelve strikeouts, no homers, one RBI. So not really a ton there. Right. Um, even a lot of their their guys that that are you know more the supporting cast, just not not good starts to the year. That's a great pick, Matty D. Yeah, and you know what? If you're in that division, if you are Twins of the Indians, you kind of expected this. It looks like it's going to be a two team race pretty early there because the Tigers aren't particularly strong either. No, no, no. Yeah, the Tigers, uh, that's that's a good one to call as well. Um, Tampa, we should mention them. The Phillies just came off a nice little sweep of them. They aren't they aren't looking so hot either. Uh they're I mean, their four man rotation, interesting, but not terribly effective. <laughs> right. It's just yeah. it's just uh, there's some bad teams. And the Orioles run differentials negative thirty five. I don't want yeah, to that, bring up, I don't want to harp on the bottom feeders yeah. here. So uh, yeah, let's go to Vienna. Yes. All right. My hot team. You know what? I'm not going to pick them. I picked them last week. Uh, that was the Mets. I'm going to go and pick the Diamondbacks. Talk about them a little bit, mainly because I'm excited. I'm going to see them next week. They're coming here to Philadelphia. But they're a team that are, you know, they've really come off strong this year, Matt. And I think, you know, they're they're looking like the team that you really were high on um, in terms of where they were going to go. and. You know, I think they're ninth. You know, they're ninth in runs. Their pitching staff looks fantastic. I think that they, uh, you know, this this hot start in first place in the NL West, not really that far out of the ordinary. Yeah, I, I, um, they're th- th- look. This team that was pretty good last year, and they're they've got a strong, strong start. And the rest of that division clearly stumbling. We expect the Dodgers to bounce back, but uh, I mean, they they look early on. I've been very impressed. Obviously, Kershaw came in and whipped them, but other than that, I've been very impressed. 
you know, with what this team's brought to the table early. I think they definitely have a shot to continue that. They because they they were a wild card team last year. I'm right. I'm just having yeah, a moment. They lost to the Dodgers. Yeah. Right. They were welcome. This team's got you know a lot of talent on it, and um, I'm with you there. I think they're a great start. Uh, great yeah. start for. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, how is uh, my boy pitched early on here? Um, Grinky, eh, he's been okay. Not really that good. Zach Attack, yeah, he's uh, yeah, I mean, he's one one, uh, 5.2 yeah. ERA. Well, I mean, he started he's, three games, he is, he's two and oh, and he's a five seven right. in three he's, starts. So, I mean, now watch out for Patrick Corbin. Ooh. That's so, actually a really good call. Yeah, yeah, he's a free agent this year, I believe. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, I need to check. I think he, he is, is, though. He is. Yep, he's a full-time f- upcoming f- like free agent, straight up. Not even restricted, not a buyout candidate. Yeah, he's a hell of a player. Um, he's only 29, so he'll be younger than most pitchers. He does have a Tommy John in his history, but I, I tell you, I, I think he's going to be somebody who's going to pitch well. I, I think in terms of fit, anybody. <laughs> Literally anybody. Um, but yeah, I'd be very, very interested to see how he does. No, that's actually a really good pick. Yeah. Uh, Tehan or Taiwan Walker, uh, worth mentioning. He has hit the DL. Uh, he had, he'd started pretty well. I mean, he hadn't earned a win yet, but you know, 3.46 ERA had, had looked pretty good. Um, you know, so I mean, ex- exciting to see there or, or a bummer to see there, but exciting to see for the, uh, the Diamondbacks is what I was meaning to say. Um, Matt, who do you got for your hot team? I'm gonna go and look. I'm, I want to do it. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm excited to snag him here. I'm gonna go with our boys. I'm gonna go with the Phils. Oh, eight and two in the last ten games, plus twenty run differential, which is up at the higher levels here. Uh, now, now, I'm picking them because I want to make sure I have the opportunity to do so at some point. Let's let's set the stage here. To be honest, they went on a little streak by beating the Marlins, the Reds, and the Rays, who aren't particularly great teams. So I don't want. You know, I, I while I'm very impressed with their streak, especially at the way the season started, they're now playing the Braves, lost the first game, playing them right now live. I think it's 1-1, right? Uh, yeah, it's 1-1 right now. Uh, Odubel Herrera having himself a little little series. He's had two, both RBIs for the Phillies. They lost one or 2-1 last night. Uh, he had a homer to start the game. Yeah, but Veta, who's had a pretty good start to the year. Um, Veta's a great. Yeah. Two six one ERA. Um, yeah. But, so so they're going to start playing better teams. We knew that, you know. We knew, but but I just want to double give them a shout out early on. I've been very impressed with their start. Um, I thought I thought young guys have played okay. Not a lot of power yet. That's fine. I'll tell you, Franco is taking his basically demotion out of the starting role pretty damn well. Um, Fifteen RBIs, pretty decent start to the season for him as he tries to claw his way back in as the premier power hitter in this lineup um, if he can do it. So uh, I, you know, I will tell you, it's nice to see that they're constantly rolling guys through the lineup. You know, uh, we've got Herrera, Nick Williams, um, Hoskins, and uh, Altair playing in the outfield. Um, Altair, excuse me, and um, I like that. I like constantly switching it up. I will tell you, our catchers are garbage. <laughs> yeah, but, they could uh, be better, but they both are very good defensive catchers. Right, right. We, but I should use a little bit more there at the plate. Uh, but I've been pretty impressed with our with our, our starters too. I, we talked about Pavetta, Nola, uh, Velasquez. Okay, still have yeah, my okay. concerns there. Arietta didn't come out great, but he'll he'll even out. I mean, he's one and one. Yeah, and I mean, he's only pitched he's only pitched two games in the regular season. Right. He pitched like one actual spring training game. Right, um, right. So yeah, the, the, the one note I'll make on the catchers. Uh, 
one thing that I thought of, I used to really before the Phillies 11 years ago came back and made the playoffs against the Mets. Mm-hmm. I used to hate, and I emphasize the word hate, and I love him now. He'll forever hold a special place in my heart. But I used to hate Carlos Ruiz. Really? He was a terrible hitter. thought he was a good catcher, but a terrible hitter. It never really – it really up until they made the playoffs and became senior October that I that I didn't really like him, you know. And I think these – whoever – I didn't think it's Alfaro because I think he's just better than Andrew Knapp. Um, but once one of them, you know, earns the starting spot – because Alfaro's got a fucking cannon and he can he can hit pretty well. He can hit the ball. He can hit, he can hit the ball out of – you know, the shit out of the ball, I should say. Um, he just strikes out a ton. He doesn't really get on base a ton. That's his big concern. Nap's kind of the other way, better contact hitter. Uh, still pretty good, good catcher in terms of it. Um, but both, I mean, both are batting either at or below the the Mendoza line. So you got to kind of figure out something there. Um, right. I don't know if it's kind of making Carlos Santana relearn how to play catcher because he did that every once in a while, way back in the day. Um, or someone else, if you want to make Reese do it, he seems like he can play wherever the hell you, or even Scott Kingery. Yeah. Scott Kingery really can play wherever the hell you tell him to. Um, but, you know, I mean, I mean, I think they'll figure it out. I thought some of the interesting, um, and for those that are that are longtime listeners, we apologize that we jumped to the Phillies a little earlier than Sorry, usual. My fault. my fault, I just got excited. No, 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 it's not your fault at all. I figured we just might as well cover it now and, and get through it. Um, I thought it was interesting how they did the, DHing um, down there. And they actually, they talked about it a little bit on the broadcast on, I think it was Saturday's game of how they, a lot of people were wondering why they didn't play Reese as the DH and put the better defensive outfielders out there. They figured they want to get Reese as many you know, reps as possible. And, and it was a good point there. It, it seems very obvious, but um, you know, instead of just trying to put your, your best lineup forward, it's a mid April game. You want to try to continuously be, getting better and better, especially against a team like Tampa Bay, like you said, and kind of to that point you want, I mean, they might be, you know, for all intents and purposes, garbage teams, but those are the teams. If you want to be making a push at the playoffs, you want to be bold, then beat those teams, beat them down big, which is what they did throughout this weekend. That's a great point. I mean, yep. you got to beat who's put in front of you. All you can do is play your schedule. Um, You know, there's no, Beat, 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 beat him. Just beat him. Yeah, just so, beat him. I like that you brought that up. I think it's a great point. Uh, no. I will say they're going to start to – it'll change. They're going to start to jump into some more, you know, difficult opponents. Uh, Pittsburgh has been a good start. Arizona, like you said, you're going. A lot of uh, early season tilts, but then they'll then they'll start to play some some big-time teams. They definitely – I need. To, I hate it. I don't like Atlanta. They need to beat Atlanta. That'd be nice. It would be nice. I mean, they play them again next weekend. Uh, so you're playing them three times in the month of, I guess, technically the first series was in March, but three times was really the first month plus of the season. Um, that's nine of your 17 games that you're playing. Right. So get, you know, kind of get rid of them while you can right now. Cause they've come out. Atlanta's come out to a very hot start on the year. So kind of put them a little more into their place and, you know, I mean, hope that they start to cool down cause they've, I mean, you want to talk about, hot teams at least on in statistics i mean atlanta's looked pretty damn good right no i yeah i mean they, they definitely have had a really strong start to this year which is surprising um but a really really strong start um for what we thought they were ozzy my boy ozzy yeah. really good start to the year for him mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but there's a, here's a division that's a little topsy-turvy. We talked about how some of the teams have come up. But, um, you know, the Nationals are down near the bottom. I mean, not they're only – they're 8-9. Uh, they're yeah. at the bottom. But And the Mets surprising everybody at 12-3. and three. It, I did not mean to take – you, you picked them last week. So we've talked about the hot teams. I mentioned the Nationals. But do you have a cold team of the week in the National League? Yeah, I mean, mine's going to be pretty easy. It's it's Cincinnati. I mean, they're three yeah. and thirteen, but I mean, they they through one week had started off decently and then really went on a real bottoming out, like you like you thought they would. Uh, they came into Philly last week, got swept. Um, their pitching is god awful. I mean, this is this is one of the worst pitching staffs I think I've ever seen <laughs> to the point that like, uh, you know, on DraftKings you like to look at who's playing in Colorado and hammer that. I mean, it's at this point that you might also want to just start hammering whoever the hell is playing the Reds because their right. pitching is so bad. Their offense isn't getting anything done either. They can't get on base. They can't score runs. I mean, there's a few teams that they've outscored, and I think it's just because of some of the teams that they've played. I mean, they've outscored Miami. That's not very hard to do. They've outscored San Francisco. A little surprising. But Cincinnati, for all intents and purposes, I mean – they they really can't convert anything, and no one on their team is really going above and beyond to you know put the team on their back like we thought they might be able to and start off hot. I mean, it looked like they might have been able to, but really they've come off pretty meh. Except for I guess Scooter Jeanette. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we 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 thought they wouldn't be pretty particularly good. I think it's time to take a look at moving if you think you can, Joey Votto. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Seems to make sense. Something that I think they should take a look into doing because they're they're definitely it doesn't appear like they're even close to, um, you know, close to being good at all um, and contending in the next four, three to four years. So I think no. if you can get something great for Votto, do it. Um, no. Come on, I know I know he's a lifelong red, but we watched what the Phillies did. So move on, find something good. Well, it's not even that. It's the fact that last year they tried to wait out for this you know, fleece some team or get the, you know, the biggest return for them. I think at this point, really get what you can here. I mean, you can try to do what the Phillies did with a guy like Cole Hamels, where there's a huge need for it. There might be other players that pop up that a guy like a Justin Bohr that pops up for a, you know, really bad team that might be able to entice a little more interest. So at this point, if you can figure out something, by all means, just get him out of there. Give him some type of hope and, you know, just keep on for him. <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, no, I, I, I'm with you. I couldn't yeah. agree more there. Yeah. Um, my, my cold team is going to be a little different. I decided to go with, not necessarily that they're cold, but I think they're not nearly the expectation that we expected, and that is going to be the Chicago Cubs. Ooh. Um, I like how you you always go out of the box. I always appreciate that. Well, I wanted to grab somebody that I think is really underachieving. Um, They're five and five in their last 10, so it's not terrible. They do have a positive run differential, but they're seven Mm. and seven, and I just haven't been impressed with their start. We're hearing more about players such as Anthony Rizzo talking about how this season should be sorted now. Let me me be quite clear. Chris Bryant's a superstar, 345 batting average, but other than that, you know, we haven't seen – you guys necessarily be as strong as you'd expect. Kyle Schwarber not playing particularly well. Ian Happ, not well. Addison Russell, Jason Hayward, uh, Anthony Rizzo. These guys are not playing to the extent that we expected, and they've struggled early. 
Uh, and beyond that, so have their has their pitching staff really too. I mean, you Darvish is a six ERA of six. Um, Jose Quintana ERA of eight eight point one six. Not been impressed with their start. No, um, very middling to me. That's got to be a concern. No, um, I would because, agree because yeah, I mean, this is a team that should be competing, but they're definitely on the. In terms of baseball, they're not up and coming anymore. They're kind of at the top, and they're probably teetering more towards down than they are up. Not that. They don't have good players for the next five to ten years, but the core, some of the older guys are going to start to move away. No, I agree with that. I mean, not that you want to say one way or the other with Arietta for for Darvish, because uh, it's definitely, I mean, too soon to be to to tell. I mean, Rizzo was hurt; he just got activated off the DL. Uh, so there's a number of things left and right. I mean, statistics say because they have a positive run differential that they should be better than 500. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I mean, it's crazy though that the fact that they their batting average is led very top heavily. You you mentioned Bryant, Zobrist, Tommy Listella, all above three hundred. Wilson Contreras, as you called him, uh, uh, doing very well at two eighty eight. But then you have guys, really the rest of their lineup: Kyle Schwarber's at two eighty two uh, two thirty eight. Excuse me, Ian Happ, Addison Russell, Jason Hayward, and Javi Baez, all below there and floating around the Mendoza line. Got to kind of figure something out. Um, Javi Baez, crazily enough, he's going near Joey Gallo style. Uh, he is below the Mendoza line right now, but four homers, that is best on the team. 14 ribbies, 13 Ks, not the worst. That's Ian Happ, which shocks me. Right. Um, but, you know, I mean, I th- I, we saw this last year with the Cubs where they didn't have a very good first half of the year. They were down, I think, six games to Milwaukee at the All-Star break and still won the division by, I think, six games, something like that, um, using symmetry to try to make my narrative go. Um, but, yeah, I think I think they'll they'll uh, they'll start to figure it out. Yeah, no, I, mean, I think they will, too. Just get – let's go whenever you're ready. Start it up. That's not something you don't want to necessarily – it could be a concern. No, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they're my cold team uh, of the week just because I think they should be playing better. I'm, I'm always going to want the Cubs to be a good team. Um, so maybe maybe it's just because they hadn't won for so long. Yeah, but, no, um, no, no. I mean, I have the, the impartialness too as well with the other family out there. So I think I think even if the Cubs won like, I don't know, the next five World Series, I think they'd always be the lovable losers in uh, every millennial's heart because we grew up with the uh, – we grew up with Steve Bartman. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, really quick uh, before we move on to the the players of the week. Been a wild second period. I've switched it over to the Washington Columbus game. Washington was up two nothing. Goal got overturned. Columbus tied it up. Washington just retook the lead. So it's two one Capitals. Uh, we'll talk about them a little more, but I wanted to uh, to point that out as it was happening live. But let's move on to top players. Um, you know, for those new to the program, we like to go through pitchers, batters. Uh, we haven't really done too many rookies last year. We kind of did it as a gimmick with Otani. Um, so maybe we'll we'll try to jump into that this week. But we like to name them after movie uh, after movies and the stars of them. So for the batter, we call it the Roy Hobbs MVP of the week. Uh, for me, I'll start. Um, I mentioned him a little bit with Atlanta. Uh, his last 12 days or his last – Seven days have resulted in 12 hits. That is Ozzy Albias from the Atlanta Braves. Uh, he's batting five, 
22, two homers, five ribbies. Um, this He is their second baseman. He has been their prospect, their prize possession, who is, you know, doing everything that, that you want him to do. And I think that, uh, you know, he is legit and I think is a uh, is a good anchor for this Atlanta team as they uh, they've come off to a hot start. I think even if it is, this isn't their year to really shock people. I think they're poised for uh, some long-term success with him. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's a great pick. I mean, he definitely has had a, a really good start to the year for them and they need that. Yeah. We've talked about them trying to rebuild. Um, yeah. I mean, I've definitely, he's got just a great name and great personality. I'm a big fan of his. I hate that he's on the, uh, the Braves, but um, yeah, he's a, he's a good player. I, I really want, and as much as I miss, and I'm glad that like the Mets are are great again, and that the Phillies are starting to come back up. I want a Braves Phillies Mets three way rivalry because you had that for a glimpse in the mid 2000s, right? And it hasn't really been there because Atlanta was so good for so long, and then kind of just kind of totally fell apart once the Mets started becoming good. And you know, I mean. It'd be nice to see. It'd be nice to see all three of them there. I mean, get these nationals out of here. Bryce, go to go to Wrigley to make your dog happy or to the Yankees to earn your pinstripes, whatever the hell you want to do. And let's get this you three-way rivalry. Excuse I, me. I gotta say, I gotta say, I don't think you can count Phillies out of the Bryce Harper market. I am not no. a Bryce guy, but this is gonna come right into he is my hitter of the week in uh, he's batting 309 with eight home runs, 18 RBIs, almost just under uh, fif- uh, 50% on base percentage. He's and one broken bat home run. Oh, my God. Um, you see that thing? Yeah. Once again, now he, this is the same kind of start he got off to in 2016. So he needs to make sure he doesn't hurt, get hurt or anything like that. Um, but the Yankees aren't going to be involved. The Red Sox aren't going to be involved. The Dodgers probably won't be involved because of Kershaw's pending free agency. So where's he going to go? Could go back to the Nationals. You are right with the Cubs. Um, I will tell you the Giants are going to be interesting there because Hunter Pence and Andrew McCutcheon are free agents. But the Phillies are going to be a player because they're going to be one of the few big market teams with a lot of money to spend left over. Now, I don't think he's worth $400 million. The only player in baseball I think that is, well – between him and between Machado and Trout would be the two guys that I would consider that expensive. We'll see how um, Machado does. I think he's also a potential Philly. I'd rather have him over yeah, I would um, too. easily. Right. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Um, Machado, Kershaw, uh, Josh Donaldson is a fit for the Phils. Um, we talk about Corbin. There's a lot. There's a lot of guys. Don't get me wrong. I'm just trying to think outside the box because um, I think it's an interesting. Even though it's way too early to do this thing, it's an because this free agency class is going to be so good. But Harper is my batter of the week. Um, I like that. I One I wanted to mention too, just because he he did so well with Tampa Bay and was kind of an under the radar pickup in free agency. Yeah. That's Corey Dickerson batting yeah. four seventeen last week. Um, not a big power guy. Didn't have any homers, but he did have five RBI. Um, so a nice little week for for him there. So I wanted to mention that before we moved on to pitchers. Yeah, that, that's a, another really good guy to bring up. He's been kind of shocking. I guess you could say that. No, for sure. No, very good hitter. Never really been a big power guy. Like I said, kind of under the radar for the Pirates, but good upstart for them. Yeah, I want to roll right into the pitcher, and here's why. Because on, he's on the same team. And that's – I mean, that's Max Scherzer for my pitcher. Uh, he he is as good as – he is like Doc Holliday. I mean, he's like Roy. He just – I mean, he's so locked in. 
Um, you know, he's he's got a 1.33 ERA, three and one, 38 strikeouts, going deep into games. I I I so know bad. that Kershaw is considered the best pitcher in baseball, and there's guys like Chris Sale out there, but to me, he's got to be up there with the best of the best. I I, I mean, we'd already know he's the best of the best. Don't get me wrong. I, I just mean I just have been so impressed um, with him and, and how dominant he is. He's really good. He's just really good at pitching. No, very um, good. So, wow, uh, scary that not that they have him as well as Steven Strasburg, uh, Strasburg, who has kind of had a, a quiet start to the year. But I don't want to take any thunder. He's my pitcher of the week. Um, arguably the best in baseball. No, it's a great pick. I'm going to take mine from uh, the team I almost picked as my back to back hot team of the week. Uh, that's a guy that you would have expected to have the start that he's having. That's Jacob DeGrom. He um, runs wise did not do very well, but DeGrom and, and uh, Syndergaard are really, really laying the hammer down. No pun intended there. Uh, DeGrom though, over the last week, 18 K's over 13 innings. Like I said, the ERA (laughs) not so impressive at four, seven, three. That is good enough for two and oh though, with how well the Mets have been hitting. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that's really been those two guys. And wow, well, how good would this team? Geez, how good would this team be? The Mets? How good one, two, three? If they had, if Matt Harvey was anything like what we what people thought he was going to turn out to be, I, or if they still have Bartolo. Be, that's true. They would be Big dangerous. Sexy. Taking, the, taking the perfect game through. Yeah, I just, which it would be this. Greg, Greg was texting me while um, on Sunday night about this and how ESPN and then. DraftKings has their DraftKings live app, which is basically their like live updates app. Mm-hmm. That was going off. Yahoo was going off. ESPN was going off. I think we're too no hitter happy now. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, but we're, makes sense. we're too quick to call it. Granted, he took it into the eighth inning, so that that's a thing there. But it was like in the sixth inning, and they're like, "Oh, perfect game alert. Let's cool <laughs> our jets here. Let's yeah. say he's you know he's gotten through twenty four outs without a you know without a hit or without a base runner." Let's get to that level again. Yeah, I, I just think the problem is they're just trying to get something. You know, they're just trying to get something on board, something uh, trying to, to drum up, get, get people to turn the channel right now. Yeah, that's the problem. So. Yeah. yeah. But bummer. But it, yeah, that, that's the way I kind of look at it. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a purist. Um, yeah, another another one I did want to mention because I kind of talked shit on their, uh, their pitching staff. Homer Bailey. Well, Owen one still very good week for him. Um, the guy, uh, I like how you came back there just to say, "Hey, I'm sorry." I mean, it totally yeah. trashed him. I like that. I appreciate. It. I, he appreciates. No, it. I mean, Luis Castillo a decent week too, but both of them have let up a lot of runs. But you know, they've they've done, they've ate up some innings for that terrible pitching staff. So, Cincinnati, I'm sorry that your guys have let up a lot of runs, but good job for them of being you know taking the taking one for the team. I agree that. that, that I appreciate you. Yeah, you got. We got to help everybody. Yeah, you got to have. Yeah, you got. You got to. Yeah. We can't be. We can't alienate ourselves from all markets, man. Right. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, well, let's jump over to one of my favorite parts because how often do we really, truly, kind of people? How often? How often do people look at this area of the game? And that's. I think you know where I'm going. Minor league. Yes. Lay it out for me. So this week, last week we did the Eastern League, mainly because we wanted to talk about Tim Tebow. Uh, we stay within the Mets, Phillies, Yankees, Red Sox, farm systems, but go up to AAA, the International League. 
uh, one of two AAA leagues, uh, it and the Pacific Coast League. We'll get to them another pod. But the International League currently still not international. Formerly, it was founded with a number of teams in Canada, uh, but they have all since moved south of the border to the United States. The uh, most recent one, of course, being Arley High Valley Iron Pigs, who came from Ottawa. Uh, but a number of different teams in there, like I mentioned, got the Phillies with the Iron Pigs, the Scranton-Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders for the Yankees, the Pawtucket Red Sox, who recently, I think last year, changed their logo to being a polar bear uh, <laughs> instead of just being you know, the, the P in the Red Sox style. You've got the Louisville Bats, who are both a play on words of the you know bats that they manufacture and the actual animal. Um, they are the Cincinnati Reds uh, farm team there, not being too far away from Cincinnati. Um, but always a ton of fun. This is where you get to see a lot of rehab starts. You get to see a lot of guys that are right on the cusp or might just be going down there for a couple games. Uh, the Phillies have seen a lot of action between their AAA affiliate and Philadelphia in terms of movement, especially considering how close the Allentown and Philadelphia are from one another. And I think a lot of teams are moving that way as well. Um, You got Buffalo for Toronto. You got Pawtucket for Boston. Uh, The only ones that really are kind of out there are places like Rochester for Minnesota, uh, Durham, North Carolina for Tampa Bay. But then you got, and, and Charlotte for, Chicago for the Chicago White Sox, which crazy fact, Matt, the Sh- the Charlotte area, including the Canapolis Intimidators, shout out to Brian Radel, Emily's cousin, third and girl's cousin, for those that uh, know her by her uh, blogger name. Uh, they have three, the White Sox, though, have three different minor league teams in the Charlotte area. Kind of crazy there. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they have the, the Charlotte Knights. They have the the Terminators. I forget who the third is, but it's nuts. You you never think, um, but it's the trend in this league has been more and more moving closer and closer to home. Gwinnett being the Braves, the Braves farm team. A lot of them too have changed their names to be a little more you know cartoony. Uh, the Gwinnett Braves changed their name to the Gwinnett Stripers. That that sort of thing. Uh, the Rail Riders from the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Yankees, so th- so that kind of stuff too. But it's been, um, you know, it's been, it's definitely something where uh, you, know, you you're seeing it more like a, a minor league team that you might see in the AHL for hockey. What you what the NBA G League is starting to try to become. So it's it's becoming that way. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah no, that's hey. Uh, um, yeah, by the way, we, I mean, this is a kind of off topic. We need to really go down and visit Charlotte. You know that, right? Oh, we absolutely do. The number of people we so, have to visit down there. It's really bad. It's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, really bad. Um, we'll, we'll talk about this later. Dude. I don't want, I don't want to get this too tied up here. I just, we could do a lot I, of minor, we could have a nice little bullpen cart, fun V tailgate on the road, play a little golf, little minor leagues, both NHL or AHL, AAA. Ooh, it's close to a nice little goal there, but yeah, no, no, Charlotte trip that, Pin that one on for uh, road trip ideas. Live pods on the road. I'd be fine with that. A little golf Speaking down of there. That, quick, uh, quick, up, or quick uh, shout out. Uh, hopefully, Greg and I are going to be doing a live pod in Boston next week when I'm up there. Uh, that is to be determined. Greg and I have to hammer out some details. Oh yeah, up there for a couple days. Uh, so that's going to be uh, it's going to be a good time. Especially Dude, that would be awesome. Out. 
That would be awesome. Yeah. But I think, or Matt, excuse me, I think it is time to move over to the fan favorite sections. You know, for those new to the program, we like to uh, we like to take a look at the more fun side of the game. Matt, before I get into the stadium snacks, which is the one one of them, I would like to talk to you a little bit because I don't you haven't gotten the chance to uh, to check out some of the changes at the bank, have you? I'm not. No. Yeah. So have you have you seen any of the pictures? I'm not sure what we're referring to. Oh, we're talking about the um, what's it called? Oh, the the field. They built the little field. Oh yeah, god, what's it called? The yard. The yard. The yard. Yes, yeah. I did see that. Yes. I talked about this a little bit last week, but I wanted to talk to you about it. Um, yeah, they put in a wiffle ball park, which has been been pretty cool to see. Um, yeah, I think the fact that us as adults, unfortunately, have uh, you know aged ourselves out of the this revolution of, of bringing kind of backyard baseball to the the big league park but you also see stuff like the fanatic hot dog cart as like a target practice game almost like one of those carnival games where you're shooting the water and and trying to fill up the balloon so it's a lot of cool stuff that they've added they moved obviously bulls barbecue because that's where that used to be um but it's it's definitely been something i'm you know i'm excited to kind of see if they if once the the excitement dies down a little bit if i can can hop on um but I, I, you know, onto the fan favorite section, starting with the stadium snacks, Greg or Matt. Jesus, I keep screwing up your name. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, I'll live. I'm still not going anywhere. I'll live. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you'll, you'll always be there. You're Mr. Reliable. I'll cry myself to sleep, but yeah, I'll live. Yeah. So I want to start with something out of Texas, and this is something that you would only expect from. The, the location of the Texas State Fair, that is Arlington, Texas, where the Texas Rangers play. They have a, they have a burger sandwich. I'll let you decide what it is. It's called the Triple B. Okay. Well, I know it really should be four Bs because that's how they present it here. Bacon, brisket, and bologna topped with barbecue sauce on what looks like to be a hamburger bun or a Hawaiian bun. I like that. What is yeah. that? Okay, okay. It looks, it looks pretty fucking good. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would call I that a like, It looks like it's two pieces of bologna, too. Two pieces. That's pretty wild. Yeah, so it's almost a it's a bologna like it's like that that uh KFC sandwich where the chicken was the the bun with mm-hmm. the so the bologna's that with brisket, then bacon on both sides, a little barbecue sauce it looks like. Just drizzled all over the, this fucking thing. It looks incredible. I mean, I'm pretty hungry. I don't think I don't really care. I don't really know matters what you call it, um, because I really like that. I mean, I oh man, I'm so hungry right now. Oh, yeah. oh my god, I need to go to the ballpark. G. Yeah. Ugh. Well, uh, you know, we'll we'll get a chance to go soon. I think I'm going to try to go Sunday, depending on how the Flyers go. Uh, we'll get to that in a, in a little bit, but depending gotcha, on gotcha. how that all goes, yeah, you know, we uh, I might try to go Sunday to see the Pirates. Uh, the only time I might get to see them going to see the Diamondbacks next week, um, but yeah, you know, it's uh, it's finally starting to get warm, or at least it's supposed to tomorrow here in Philly. So bring back ballpark time, bring back you know baseball, you know, going down to the ballpark, playing a little golf. You know, just having weekends outside. That's what I miss. 
and I'm excited for. Well, I tell you what, I am too. We had a little, um, we had a little treat of that this past Sunday, Saturday. Excuse me, 80 degrees. That was wild. Um, not sure what happened the next day and the day after and now today, but that's what I want. I want to go down in shorts and my just my Phillies jersey, sunglasses and a ball cap on, have a couple cold beers and a couple hot dogs. Like that's what I really want the most. Oh, Speaking man. of a couple cold beers, I can just transfer this right over real quick. Let's go to the beer um, corner, baby. Well, That's our other is... part of the the fan favorite section. We have yes. one more that I that I'll load up. Oh, like, I know you're I know you're coming to the next one here. I just wanted to get. I think it's a perfect segue here. Really. Oh yeah, break down some beer for me. Well, this is a, a retread to an extent, uh, yeah. but it's back. And so, if you don't know it's back, go to your beer distributor. It probably is up front at this point. That's a little victory summer love. Which is one of my favorite seasonal beers. That, oh, uh, mine that too. Any, a little controversial, any, though. Well, they changed the logo. Yeah, it bums me out. Bums me so, out. No I shame. love the new. Well, the, the old logo was classy. I, I, I get. I, I will say the old logo is a really classy look, and I know why you're bummed. But I, but the new logo is more almost more funky, and I like it. It is funky. Um, it is cool. Just a bummer. It's a little more summery to me now. And I know, I know. It's definitely I mean, the old image had, well, to me, the old image having the baseball player on the bottom of it, uh, kind of wish that they would keep selling that at, like, it's like sell it at the ballpark. Come, or just, I know it's too expensive to do both labels. I wish I had known, by the way, they were going to change the label. I wasn't paying enough attention because I would have grabbed a couple old ones and kept them. So I got to look through the, uh, the archives, see if I have anything, I have an old bottle anywhere. Definitely have some coasters, I believe, of Summer Love, the old old label. We'll see if they go back. Maybe the new label's more colorful, but I guess I see the controversy because I guess I kind of forgot about the old label, right? And then you think about it, and you're like, well, that looked really cool, though. I don't I don't. I don't – do they ever come out with why they changed the label? No, I never really did too much too much uh, digging into why because I, I was pretty bummed about it. But it is a cool enough logo that I can't be too upset, but – you know the the baseball player was pretty classic. I don't know. I mean, is it is it something where I guess victory is just not big enough to not have two different logos like other? That's other my. I mean, that's what I I would assume just because I think too. it's yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really expensive to, to double um to double do it. I just think that's a lot. Yeah. So I understand why they changed it. Why they aren't doing both? I should say. Excuse me. Uh, but maybe they'll go back. You know, a lot of times they they do throwbacks from time to time. Well, we know Miller Light does that all the time. <laughs> so we can see. Maybe they're just trying to switch the label up just to, you know, to, to drive sales, try to get a different different demographic buying it. But um, it's a hell of a beer. It's only like 5%, pretty easy to drink. Um, just a golden ale. It's pretty simple. Tastes great. Got a little, uh, like, little citrus to it to an extent, but, like, in a good way. Um, you know, if you go on their website, it, it, its main food pairing is pizza, which I think is hysterical to me. So, yeah. um yeah, and you can get and you can get it in the big and you can get it in the big cans, the big yeah. the the, the big the big boys, which is always nice. Yeah. So there, that's that's the beer of the week. Take a look for it. The summer beers are going to start to come out here. So yeah. um, I think everyone's. Pretty I will happy say one thing I have noticed from just the amount of time I've spent at stadiums this year, which has been a lot. If you've noticed from our social media, it's been <laughs> up there. Um, I like that they've been serving more and more craft beer in the big can because it makes you, you know, yeah. it. it it's nice to get because the biggest are still the Budweisers of the world, but it's nice that you can at least get like a twenty ounce can instead of the twenty five ounce can of right. you know like a all day IPA or something like that instead of having to just 
relegate yourself to either doing it on draft, which that might be your preference, but it's a little tough to handle, especially at like a hockey game or a basketball game. Uh, baseball, it's a little easier to do the draft, but still the can, you know, it's nice to just, you know, you, you know, grip it, go watch the game, hold your hot dog and, and, you know, enjoy yourself. Don't no, have to worry I, about spilling really. That's the, that's the big thing for me. I spill too much. <laughs> no, I, love, I mean, I love, I love the bigger ones. I think they are, um, they're just, they're just better. They're just better all around. I, mean, I, I would only buy them if I could, I would only buy those. Um, no, I totally. it sometimes. I like the founders weird looking one. Like, it's like 15 ounces, which is just a strange, oh, yeah, uh, right. Yeah. 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 It's a strange little thing, but uh, overall, I think they're really good. Um, I like the bigger ones. I, let's look at the small ones. I'm I'm really into cans right now. Yeah, can I mean the can game is? I think it's making a comeback. You know, I mean, I think a lot of people you know, having draft beer is great. Um, and again, I might be saying this because of how much time I spend at, at stadiums, but the canned beer game, at least for me, has done. So many different wonders. I say this, of course, having been at the Flyers playoff game on Sunday and some dude pinched my beer to the point that it shot up like a geyser onto the dude in front of me, uh, to which the guy did not believe that some dude ran into me, but that's neither here nor there. Um, that, why, would you be, well, why would you be wasting your yeah, time? Why would I be, yeah, why would I be spraying beer like Still a fucking ketchup bottle? Right, right, um, right. Anyway, I'm, I'm digressing. Um, no, I agree with you. The, the canned beer game is great. Yeah, I'm, like I said, definitely consistently growing on me there. Um, yeah. But I want to quickly do a quick bleacher creature. Okay. This is more, it's more outside of the stadium. Um, it's more, but it's one worth noting. You might've seen it come out today. Um, oh, back in January, we talk about baseball movies on this podcast a lot. We reference them for our players and we, we make references to them here and there. But back in January, um, you know, that somebody vandalized the actual field of dreams um you know from the movie itself uh, for those that don't know there's an actual field in iowa you can go see the house you can go see the field and everything a lot of local minor league teams including the iowa cubs the triple a team that's in uh, the pacific coast league um and then a few teams that are in the midwest league obviously being in iowa and you know illinois and whatnot um they contributed a you know they contributed money they contributed their time they helped to really, um, you know, repair this field, and they helped it, you know, get back to the glory of it because it's a really, it's an awesome, uh, you know, attraction. A lot of those, you know, a lot of the stuff in that movie, like the people driving up to the field at the end of it, you know, that was, you know, those are real, those are real cars. It's not something that was just put in, you know, and post and, and edited in there. Um, you know, it's a movie that a lot of people hold near and dear to their hearts, and it's something that. Really, if you love baseball, that this is – I've never been, but it's something that I feel like is is a must-do. I want to get out, get out there at some point in my life. I've been to Iowa City, which is pretty damn close, and they uh, – you know, it's one of the things that they that they really hold as, as one of their pride and joys. So I'm glad that this happened. Um, I, you know, was, wasn't totally aware of the vandalism, and I'm, you know, after seeing this, I'm, I'm glad that, yeah. you know, a number of people volunteered their time to get this all done. Yeah, it's um... – that's incredible. Yeah. So normally they're a little more funny in that sense. Um, there's, you know, sometimes people playing catch with guys in the outfield and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, for those that are newer to the program, of course. Um, but I had to mention that. Um, of course. Before I mean, we like get, it. no, absolutely. 
Um, we'll have a we funny over, one next week. We'll have a funny one next week for you. Yeah, we'll have a good one next week, I'm <laughs> sure. There's, I mean, the Flyers are playing the Penguins, so there's going to be a num. There's got to be something that's going to come out of that series that because we like to sometimes steal from the playoffs in both hockey and basketball. So there's there's going to be something I feel like from at least that series or somewhere else that that we could uh, definitely take from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um. Do you have any uh, – we mentioned the Red Sox and the Angels this week. Any other series that you're looking out for before we jump over to the playoffs? Well, I mean, I think that's – I think I do think that is the um, – that the is marquee the, matchup. That's the, that to me, that's that's like the prime one um, that at least comes to mind. Uh, I did well, – there was one other one. Um, I wrote it down. Give me a second. Let me find my thing here. Where did I write it? Okay. I've got a lot of stuff. I've got like a page of pod stuff that just – Meanders through a constant That's basis. Good. That's good um, shit. Yeah, no, it just just keeps consistently rolling through. Well, I mean, right. I was going to say right now the Mets and the Nationals are playing, which I think yeah. is is a is a pretty important series for both those teams. They both try to get back on track. Um, so I mean, I'll take right now. Say again. Miami's winning in nine nothing after getting their after getting just dummied by the Yankees last really? night. Yeah, Damn. yeah, yeah. So good that. for them bouncing back. I mean, Miami. Yeah. There's not really too much to talk about, but. Nine yeah, they're, they're, the another, they're another organization that I mean, we all knew it when he did his thing. That being yeah, um, uh, Derek Jeter, uh, yeah. when I had the captain and just ripped that team apart. Um, oh. So it was pretty interesting when that occurred. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I got to be honest. I mean, I, I think we both agree our minds are slightly elsewhere than baseball right now with both yes. Philadelphia teams in the playoffs, um, which I think can kind of lead us right into that conversation briefly here. Yes. To wrap things up, I don't we're want to talk want a little too deep into it, but I, yeah, I do want to touch on it. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk a little playoffs. Uh, obviously the NHL playoffs are about a week in, uh, they started last Wednesday. It's Tuesday night as we're recording this. So this is night seven. Uh, the NBA playoffs started on Saturday. So not too deep, but you know, we're getting into game twos and whatnot. We're in game fours for some series game three right now for Washington. Columbus mentioned that before. Um, yeah. I mean, we can, you know, without really getting too deep into it and, and, you know, spending another hour on everything. I mean, Matt, what have your reactions been so far? What have, uh, what have you liked and what have you disliked? Well, obviously I have, I have liked the NHL. It's been incredible. Like all the things that are going on. Um, I thought it's been, it's been an incredible, like, like bunch of series. I mean, the, how about the shocking Columbus blue jackets, um, Las Vegas on the brink of, of, of dominating, uh, potentially winning that series, which would be record breaking for them. I'm very excited Sweep. for them. Um, obviously, the Flyers been a weird series. I think tomorrow night will dictate a lot to see how it goes. Been all over the map for the Flyers, no. um, but still been very, still very, very cool. I still think it's a, um, I think it's gonna be a great game tomorrow night. And you know, Flyers win, they're right back in it. So no. we need somebody to step up, and that somebody is. Uh, Claude Giroux, the captain, has been invisible. While Sidney Crosby, and I understand how good Crosby is, but Sidney Crosby, we're doing everything we can, and he's still scoring goals. So, really, would like to see him step up in this next game. He wasn't even particularly strong uh, in the, in in the game we won. Um, I also think you're seeing the loop, the 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 youth of our defensive core in particular. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The defensemen have been a. Uh... They've been up and down, to say the least. Um, I mean, obviously, they've had some a little bit banged up here and there. Um, we've seen none of Robert Haig. Um, speaking of, Sean Couturier, still questionable. Don't. He got hurt today at practice, running into Rodko Gudis. 
Yeah, they'd um at least the the lines they'd been running out at practice today, they'd they'd flip-flopped a little bit. They'd actually run Couturier, Giroux, and Voracek as the first line. Uh, okay. So kind of getting back to where they started the year. Um, I'm not sure if I totally like that. I don't know why they're not bringing Konechny back up. They did that for a couple games t- down the stretch, and it, and it didn't really affect him that much because he still was pretty hot. But it's really affected him in the playoffs. And that third line's been kind of no man's land. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Flyers keep getting caught with their fourth line out, the Matt Reed. Laterra and uh, um, fuck, who's on their line? Lawton. Whoever the, the the other guy on their line is, um, they Scott keep. Lawton. Oh, you're right, Scott Lawton. Thank you. They keep getting caught out there. I mean, game one, it was very apparent. Um, the Nolan Patrick Oscar Lindblom line nowhere to be seen. Um, Wayne Simmons very clearly banged up. I think. I think it was very. It's been very evident the whole series. But I think um, game three, he really looked really looked banged up. But I think the goaltending is something that you really have to take a good hard look at. Brian Elliott, you sh- you weren't probably going to be that positive on in general. Morazic, somebody that you were hoping was going to do well for you and, and been kind of shaky down the stretch. So I get why they didn't really want to play him that much. Um, but he's only played that, you know, really second half of game one. Um, I guess I get if Haxtell really likes Elliott to go back to him in game two and he earns the start in game three, but why you don't pull him in game three is beyond me. Yeah. I, um, I, I was shocked. They, I mean, I, we were down there. I just yeah. didn't get it. I thought he had just not played. Well, I mean, uh, I think the team wasn't playing particularly great, but he just hasn't been a stalwart. And really the key is you can't let up. Like we, we were down we even got down to nothing. You're just like, okay, we've got a shot. Then they score three and four right in a row. Goaltenders have to stop the bleeding, you yeah. know? And I didn't think he did that. Um, well, and Hacksaw didn't really do much either. He didn't call no. him out. He didn't do anything. Right. Just, that's the most shocking to me is this guy, he does so well in terms of it, bringing these young guys together enough. Mm-hmm. He just hasn't done – He in game, he's just there. He doesn't do anything. Right. He I got very good outside of games, but in game, he's not that impressive. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, and I'll tell you what, I, I would like to see him yell one time. Just yeah. one time. He, yell at somebody. If you're not a Flyers fan, go look at pictures of Dave Hackstall. Just Google them. They're all going to be the same exact facial expression. Yeah. So I, I just one time. I just wanted him to reach down and just yell at Drew for being non-existent or no. getting Ghost's face or making a mistake. And he, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. So, um, but I, I think both the other team, I don't think the other team we know is in dire straits. Um, but I, I do think the Sixers were exposed a little bit, not having their best player, yeah. Joel Embiid, and they need him back desperately. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he'll be in for game three. He still hasn't yeah. been ruled one way or the other. Um, as a quick programming note, Emily Anderson and I are going to do – a basketball pod on Thursday night after the Sixers game, I think is when we're going to try to do it. Um, so, so we're really cool. going to go in depth. Yeah. We've been, we've been meaning to as well. Holy shit. A great give and go goal from the Columbus blue jack. Cause it's two, two now. Uh, and wow. wow. once again, is that good? Holy shit. How bad do you feel if you're a Blackhawks fan? Oh yeah. man. Yeah. Um, anyway, no, we're gonna talk about we have we've been meaning to do this for a while. It's been kind of a 
a weird, weird week of, uh, you know, watching the playoffs here and there, we've been exhausted as Greg has tried to, to give me shit. We need to pace ourselves, but I don't think that's the case. Um, <laughs> but we're, we're also going to go through our preseason pod quickly and, and what, how wrong we were. Emily gave me a couple, a uh, couple rundown hit, hit talking points. Gotcha. Of, uh, some of the ones that we were really bad on, like I thought the Pacers were going to be terrible. Um, well, I, I don't think anybody could really have predicted that all of these yeah, would be well, as good. Thank, I'm glad you're, leave, you're making me feel leave, better. I will leave that discussion to you and Emily, but yeah. yes, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin your thunder there. No, 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 thank you. I appreciate that. You're always, mm-hmm. you're always so considerate, Matty D. I'm always considerate. Try my best. Well, let's um, yeah. Any anywhere else in the NHL playoffs that have been a shock to you? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, we talked about Columbus. I, I think first and foremost, that to me is is shocking that they're up. Uh, I know that. The Capitals have had issues in the playoffs, but never to this extent. I'm blown away um, by by their start. So they're to me, to me, they're they're the biggest shocker. I just didn't didn't see that coming, you know, yeah. whatsoever. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's. I mean, they find some way to lose here and there. And I texted this to Greg that did we trick ourselves into falling for the exact same thing we felt with the Predators Blackhawk series last year where a very very strong defensive core and an awesome goalie against a team normally good but had a very very shaky end of the year comes in as a one seed looks like it might be secretly their year and this good defensive team with a great goalie comes out and shuts them up and shuts them down. Yeah, did we no, do the same thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think we do, and I think the Caps are in trouble. I don't know why they didn't start Holtby. Um, they finally well, they did tonight. To. He, they did tonight. They did tonight. I'm just saying. I you know uh, he's got you know you got to pick a guy, um, which maybe what Haskell uh, Haskell's Haskell's doing with with Elliot. Um, just pick a guy. Just go with the guy. Go with the guy. Um, so we'll see what happens. But that means I mean they're the big shockers, you know, to me in that regard. No, uh, yeah, I I agree there. Um, I'm kind of shocked that that San Jose's up three nothing. I picked yeah, them to back. win. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was going to be a little more of a series. I mean, obviously Vegas up three nothing is is a big shock there. But um, you know, I mean, once LA got a little, you know, Dr- Dowdy's out in game two, and and yeah. they they, I mean, offensively just hasn't haven't looked that strong, and, and Vegas kind of just really flexing their muscles at home. Starting mm-hmm. from that weird as fuck opening ceremony thing, um, which if you haven't seen, it's basically Game of Thrones. That basically could have been my bleacher creature right there. Um, it looks, I mean, it's absurd. They got, they they took just every little bit of Vegas from Cirque du Soleil to just magic shows and all of this different stuff, Caesar's Palace even, and mixed it into a hockey pregame show absurdity complete crazy town but that's vegas for you (laughs) yeah i mean i think that's gonna do it for us matt you got anything else for me no i'm excited to hear the pod of you guys on thursday kind of talk it out give us some information on it but uh no i mean that's really i mean i think we covered a ton and um, i'm just looking forward to this big time sports weekend coming up for our city across the board oh yeah huge weekend i mean hopefully we can get to the point where the Sixers wrap it up. They would play. I think game four is, I think it's Saturday. Um, 
It's either Saturday or Sunday. The Flyers, if they win either tomorrow night, Wednesday night, or Friday, they would force a game six back here in Philly on Sunday. Um, we also have the Valero Texas Open. Forgot to mention that. Um, yeah, we've you and I have had a nice little run in fantasy. I uh, got a nice little top ten finish still up there in the, uh, the sports geek. But, yeah, I mean, if you are interested in ever playing against us, we do also have our own league outside of Sports Geek, uh, since that is closed up. Uh, unfortunately, no baseball this year, but I'm sure Brandon will come back with football. That's always a ton of fun. But our league, nothing too, nothing season-long or anything like that. Daily competitions every day. Um, you know, so we try to, you know, not not too break in the bank, usually a dollar here, a dollar there. But still good time, still fun to just, you know, try to show how much more you know than us. Probably a lot more, at least me. Um, Matty D's, uh, you know, he's he is a uh, a genius. <laughs> yes. Um, look, I'm just I'm nervous. I really want Game Three to go well. Yeah, I do too. It needs I to go too. well. Okay, it has to go well. Well, just so. a couple things that I thought of. Well, well, yeah. I mean, Emily and I are going to go after Game Three, so I yeah. Can I don't. Say I don't want. I don't want you to. Okay, you can say. Go ahead. Okay, I don't want We're you to go after Game Three, so I can say this now. Dwayne Wade had however many points he had last night. Twenty-seven points. He's not, he's he's, not that's doing not doing happening that. again. Not again. That's not happening again. It's not happening again. I don't even think it happens another time in this series. I was trying to be respectful of the guy. He's done so well. He's like a top ten all-time playoffs point scorer. But he, it's going to catch up to him, especially if Embiid plays. Hassan Whiteside can't – he'll be better because he won't get in foul trouble as early. Kelly Olenek is a fucking piece of shit. Um, I talked to Logan about that for a little bit last night. Um, God damn it, I hate that guy. But, I mean, mm-hmm. this just can't possibly shoot as bad as they did, especially down the stretch. Um, they even find some of the – we talked about some of the, the shots are just jacking up. They A lot of those they normally hit. Uh, they have to be better in selection, but they – are usually a little more accurate. But I think if you figure out how to mix in Urson to the degree that he was pumping out in game one down the stretch of the season, um, if Dario's playing well, you know, in these more in in a four, mm-hmm. in even a five, they had him doing that a couple times on Tuesday yeah. or on Monday night. If, if Whiteside comes off the floor, you can do that. Yeah, that's true. If he's off the floor, you can do that. Um it's a very good point. But I think, yeah, I, I'm not too worried. I think this series is still still the Sixers to look at. But game three, definitely you have to uh, you have to come out strong and and I think you need a halftime lead. I know it sounds really really stupid, but uh, pretty obvious rather. But you need you need something to to kind of throw in Miami's face. They've had at least six point leads in both games, and you need to you need to end the half strong. They've had two I- terrible second quarters. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I would agree there. Um, like I said, I think that they, this is just they need to make some adjustments to get the offense a little more, a little more moving, a little less standing around. You don't have the playmakers other than Simmons and maybe Fultz, who I thought they gave up on a little too early. Um, you don't really have a ton of other playmakers, so we need to we need to get some guys doing that. Yeah, that's actually a really good good point on Fultz. Um, the guy that I was sitting next to was a little bummed that they brought in TJ when they were trying to shut down the heat when they got with them were getting close and they weren't bringing back in Fultz. I liked it because I think TJ is a better defensive player. Uh, he wasn't shooting particularly well last night, but mm-hmm. you know, I think if you can mix in Fultz a little more, cause I don't think he even came in until the second quarter. Yeah. Um, 
I think if you can get him going and get his, get his confidence up, because that's really been, it seems, the name of his game this year. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. No. Big game, and I'm excited to see how you guys break it down on Thursday. Hell yeah. Well, stay tuned for that. Make sure to follow us on all the social medias, ThunderBLG on Twitter, ThunderBlog Sports on Instagram and Facebook, ThunderBlogSports.com, where you can find all of our awesome blogs. Matt, I want to thank you so much. It was a ton of fun. And I think that's going to do it for us. For my man, Matty D, Matt Stefano, I am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. This has been the bullpen card. Thanks for listening and have a great night, everybody. Peace.